The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. Show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out Jason Qualls, CFP.com. That's J A S O N Q U A L L S C F P.com, standing for certified financial planner. Questions, comments, direct those via email. Clicking email at financialcoachingradio.com. Also, you can find social media links there as well. New segment today. I'm going to coin the dumbest financial article of the day. But first, let's talk about what one Biden advisor said about inflation. He said, U.S. still would face record high inflation if there hadn't been a $2 trillion spending package and there would be a much higher unemployment. That's predicting the future, right? I don't know about that. Uh, that was top economic advisor to President Joe Biden as he spoke uh, in defense of the $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package that Biden signed into law last year. Now, I've never claimed to be an economist, and I have no desire to be an economist, but one of the first things you learn in Economics 101 is if you put money into this system that was not the, the system into the system that's artificially created let me just say it that way then that has a highly likelihood that it's going to create inflation because I'm let's use simple terms let's say you have no money zero you're broke and you're, you're living fine now, this is a very unrealistic example but just to make uh, the point very uh, drastic to drive it home. You have no money, but you have a place to live, and somebody's feeding you. And I hand you ten thousand dollars. You're not going to just take that ten thousand dollars and probably put it under your mattress. As someone with no money, you're going to go buy some stuff. And when you buy that stuff, that's going to be demand you're putting into the system that otherwise would not have been there. And let's say we do that with hundreds of thousands or millions of Americans. We just hand them $10,000 a piece that was artificially created. They would not, they didn't earn. Then they're going to go spend that money on goods and services that they otherwise wouldn't have. And that demand, that increase in demand is going to drive up the price, creating inflation. So I'm going to call a big old B dot S dot on that now it's not all biden's fault it started back in the trump presidency all the ppp stuff and all the stimulus checks we could argue all day long i don't know if we could argue 
Was it a good idea? Was it? I think now we can say in hindsight that it wasn't necessary. We should have just kept the ball rolling, right? You want to stay home, stay home. Uh, maybe make some uh, exceptions for uh, for employees that have legitimate health risk. Maybe you do make do with your company or at your company with less labor. But we don't shut things down and start handing out free money. So I would have to say that's one of the stupidest financial articles of the day. Uh, now, would it have created unemployment? Well, why was there unemployment to begin with? Because people lost their job or quit their job because of the government shutdown. Chicken or the egg, right? We're all paying the price. So it's not only that. There's other factors that come into, uh, well, I think it all goes back to COVID. Will we have this inflation? And you got to think about it as a global uh, thing what if we didn't shut down or we didn't we did more of a partial kind of part-time shutdown and we didn't throw a bunch of free money to business owners and individuals what about the the world you know the world we buy a lot of economic or a lot of goods from the world and what if they shut down and what if they put a strain on the supply chain and then that would necessarily create inflation as well maybe not as bad that's the thing uh, next up on the article list, on the article list is the IRA and 401k RMD requirements distribution rules. Every few months, these come out, and they will be uh, along the lines of how to avoid your RMD. Your RMD is a tax trap. Uh, 401ks and IRAs are nice, but will they hamper your retirement? And I don't know who this really applies to if you're sitting there you've saved all your life in a retirement plan um and you have to take a required distribution from your pre-tax retirement plan age 72 typically normally it is income that you needed you were going to spend anyway you probably already are spending it so the only way that a required distribution is putting a burden on your retirement plan is if you don't need the extra income well i would submit to you that that was financial planning mishaps long before that because if we're putting all that money there and not planning for when we have to spend it or when it will be forced out by the government maybe we should have saved in a different area but probably not is one of the big things about saving in a 401k and avoiding RMDs is doing a Roth IRA conversion. Nothing against Roth IRA conversions. Another tactic is to put more money into a Roth regular IRA if you qualify from that contribution and income standpoint or into your Roth 401k component. But then it becomes a tax question. You can't look at everything in isolation. That is what I hate about financial articles is they want it to convince us that it's very black and white. It's very yes or no, very either or, and that's not reality. How many people working today, saving for retirement in their earning years, 40s, 50s, that time period, not someone in their 20s, not someone in their 30s, in your 40s and 50s, got that income chugging along nicely saving for retirement and they believe that they will be in a higher tax bracket uh, aka having more income in retirement than they do when they're working it's possible 
not likely. So only if you're going to be in a higher tax bracket in retirement is a Roth IRA mathematically better than a pre-tax retirement plan. I'm not suggesting that you don't need that. It is all part of planning. If you want to plan your retirement distribution for tax-free income as much as you possibly can, you need some taxable income, pensions, pre-tax, 401ks, IRAs, etc. You need Social Security income if it's there, some income from Roth IRAs, maybe income from regular non-qualified investment accounts. Put all that together in an income stream for you to live off on your retirement and then you cut out the tax man as much as you possibly can. But these articles that are just meant for, they're basically clickbait. And to the person who reads them once every six months, they always go back to the same question. Oh, well, the RMD. Oh my God, it's evil. How did, how did I not know about this? I have to do what I can. No, calm down. If you work with the certified financial planner, that's thinking about things in advance, helping you plan through those issues. You can address all those income planning and tax planning issues ahead of time. And for the most part, if you just stay off the financial articles, stay off the financial news, stay off the financial radio, you'll be much better served anyway. And here I am hosting a radio show. But as it says, I try to shoot you straight. I ain't try to give you no one-size-fits-all approach, no baby steps. Just talking about real-world financial planning. And that's why you tune in to Financial Coaching Radio. I'm Jason Qual, Certified Financial Planner. We'll be talking estate planning with John Baker right after this break. Keep it locked in right here. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners. If you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today. Okay, folks, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. If you were my client or a loved one, I would never let you get your wills done online. This is truly a case of where you only get what you pay for, and those you leave behind will be the ones to pay the price. Go see estate planning attorney John Baker today by calling 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Again, that's 896-5621 or bakercouncil.com. Get the expert estate planning advice you need today. Start your day with the Wake Up Crew with John Dinkins, Brian Barrett, and Dalton Barrett. It's you called know. infotainment. Well, maybe info. I don't know how much tainment there is on the show. <laughs> <laughs> May not be much info. Weekday mornings, 6 to 7.50. Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com.
Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio with you every Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock right here on WGNS. John Baker, estate planning attorney, is joining in now. His website, find out all about his business and how he helps his clients and asset protection, uh, Medicare planning, estate planning, all that stuff. John Baker, bakercouncil.com. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Jason. Great to be here. Let's talk about something we have not addressed in quite some time. But it does affect a lot of people in Middle Tennessee, and that is owning rental property and how to minimize risk in owning that rental property. And typically, this comes into people comes into play when people own more than one property, right? They start thinking about how do I protect my personal assets, how do I protect all of my other rental properties, and an LLC is usually a form to do that. And let's say someone owns ten properties. And I think the the typical strategy there is is to have ten different LLCs. Is there anything else that's come into play to help out and minimize that liability for rental property owners in the last few years? Yeah, so I think the uh, you know the LLC, it, you know, like you said, certainly as you attain more rental properties and you're you know getting more involved in that business, you know, the more likely you are to form an entity like an LLC. And uh, and so you know asset protection, which is you know one of the purposes of forming an LLC, uh, is kind of like you know wrapping barbed wire around something. So the more you wrap, you know the the better protection you have. So the LLC, you know, is one of those tools. You know, it, it's not a hundred percent you know bulletproof thing because no nothing in asset protection exists like that it, you know it's usually a series of things or multiple things and uh you know one one being the llc and uh and then how you structure the llc how it operates all those things can affect you know liability and, and how much protection you get from the llc but it, it's certainly probably the main entity that that, that people use you know for that purpose so first what is exactly is an llc as it relates to asset protection planning and setting it up for a business and then is it recommending to have multiple llc's or does one llc what's the drawbacks to those yeah so uh yeah so a, a limited liability company an llc is a uh you know kind of a statutory entity so you you have to formally set this up by filing documents with the Tennessee Secretary of State and registering with the state of Tennessee and that will form your entity and then of course you have you put assets in your entity and you set up the operating structure and uh, uh, you know and so that's the basic setup so in a rental property sense you start the LLC you form it with the state of Tennessee and then you retitle that piece of real estate in the name of the LLC right and of course you know if, if you have partner investors you know they're multiple owners that, then you're going to have some sort of uh, partnership agreement that's going to tie into that and of course you know that would be a those are a whole endeavor in the, in and of themselves to set those up and tailor it to the particular partnership and how they want to operate and uh, and you're correct there, there you can form multiple LLCs so maybe you know a good asset protection uh, plan would be to have to separate the liabilities of each rental property would be to hold each rental property in a separate LLC and uh, some people would do that Tennessee also has something called a series LLC where essentially you have a master LLC and then you have some sub LLCs and, and those 
uh, may be uh, you know efficient for operation and, and probably less costly to operate than technically forming separate LLCs for uh, each one is that as effective as the individual LLC well, route with just less paperwork? Yeah, so I think you know there's just really not much case law or, or court uh, cases that that really sort that out. So that may be kind of one of the issues with the series LLC. You know, we we have a good statute. You know, but what happens in actual application in, in real court cases? So, so you know, we really don't know because, you know, I don't think there have been very many cases to really interpret all of that. Uh, the, uh, the LLC has been around longer, so there's, it's more established, you know, the traditional LLC, and, uh, and, and probably a little more comfort there. Uh, but, you know, to form separate LLCs as opposed to a series of LLCs under one, is going to be probably be more costly just administratively um, in paying the various fees and, and whatnot. So, so in a real life application, I own one property and I have it in an LLC, and then I decide to buy another one and I have a new LLC. Mm-hmm. And then let's say something happens uh, with the first property and there's a lawsuit. Um, is it just pretty much a done deal that the second property is just not exposed in, in that instance because it's in its separate entity well I th- you know i think that's where it gets back to you know when you set these up you can't really say that the entity by setting this up and filing these documents with the state of tennessee has now created a hundred percent bulletproof protection because every case is going to come down to the facts. How did you operate it? Did you respect the entities? Did you keep things separate? Or did you operate them all under one account and do all the business? <laughs> you know, the more separate and, 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 and the more you can operate them as legitimate separate businesses, uh, the more likely you're, uh, you're going to have better liability protection. And the, another issue kind of along those same lines is are you actually managing and doing the maintenance and repairs on these properties or do you have a management company because even if you have an entity if you are the one that's negligent where you created and you didn't make a necessary repair that you should have made or uh, you created you know you let a, a, a something become dangerous somebody gets hurt and if you're the one managing it and you're the one that's in charge and you're supposed to be doing all the work, you personally can still be sued in your personal capacity because you were personally responsible. So, you know, an LLC, let's say you got a different situation. You own three rental properties, they're in an LLC, and you have contracted out with a company that does all that, and you don't really have active management. Of, uh, of, of the actual, you know, day-to-day operation of the rental properties and the maintenance and all of that. You may be paying for all of it and you're advised of what's going on, but you have a company doing that. Then you've Separate separated your, yourself your more. So, so it really all comes down to the facts and circumstances when you talk litigation. But all things being equal, you're probably better to have more barbed wire or more tools such as the LLC in place as opposed to having nothing because we know if you have nothing there is no protection you know but if, if you're you going to go down that you know, road of setting it up you got to make sure you you, you operate them yeah. correctly so, so, because yeah and, and so what else might you have you know you, you have an LLC well you know the first most obvious thing is is liability insurance you want very good coverage for liability because that's probably going to be your first line of defense anyway. Then you have the LLC entity. Maybe you've created a certain asset protection trust to hold the entities. You may be creating another layer 
So, you know, there's multiple things you can do when you get into asset protection. And uh, uh, and it's all about, you know, just building those layers of protection. And the more you have, the better protected. Uh, now, with one, let's say you own, own a, you know, maybe you inherited it or maybe you bought it, but you have one rental property. And you may say, well, you know, and, and you basically do everything on it. If it needs work, you know, you, you, you get the worker over there. If, if, you know, you get the calls, you collect the rent, you don't have a management company, and you're very involved in that. You know, chances are, if there's a liability on that, you know, an accident or something on that rental property, you're going to be named as a defendant in the lawsuit, even though it's actually owned by the LLC, uh, if you have an LLC. And uh, so, so, uh, uh, but all things being equal, I do think, you know, having the entity, at least you have that, that argument in, in that potential defense. If you don't form it, you don't have it. But I will say, you know, a lot of people with one property, I'd say more probably than not, you know, don't decide to form the entity. And, uh, yeah, I think three is the yeah. magic number. You yeah, probably yeah. You probably do, do right. some things to address if you have one or two. Yeah. If you get three or more, I think it, it's going to be one of those things that if, you, if something happens and you don't have it, you're going to wish that you would have yeah. went through the hassle of setting it up. Yeah, and you got to also look at, you know, we have state taxes. We have these things called franchise and excise taxes. They can apply to LLCs. There, there are some exceptions to those attacks, um, yeah, taxes. I think residential would apply. Resi- yeah. Commercial property yeah. does not. So, so uh, you know, so you always have to, to check these issues when you're forming an entity, you know, with your CPA because, you know, there's there you want to make sure you understand the tax aspects of what you're doing as well. And that would kind of make a decision on, on some of that easier, right? The Hey, I'm paying this much extra in franchise and excise tax for these LLCs. Right. But if I were to get sued, I may lose a million dollars of property. Right, right. But but you're right. You know that that com- compartmentalizing or, or separating your assets in, into different entities to to separate the liabilities of one from the other. You know, is really the concept there. And the more you're able to do that, the more protection you probably have. John Baker, estate planning attorney, bakercouncil.com, bakercouncil.com. John, what's a phone number to reach you off of the air? If anyone has questions regarding asset protection. Yeah, we're at 615-896-5621. 896 This is Financial Coaching Radio. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134. Or go to my website, jasonqualscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful, and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. 
Financial Coaching Radio, the one place giving you the truth about personal finance. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner, jasonqualls.cfp.com for all about me. If you want to jump in by email, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Still here to talk about estate planning. It's John Baker, estate planning attorney, bakercouncil.com. Off the topic and off the expertise, but still in the legal realm. And I guess it's in the form of asset protection, but really not what estate planning attorneys do. How often are prenuptial agreements something that attorneys advise in the state of Tennessee? And are they a good tool for protecting assets and and keeping property separate in that instance? Well, yeah, you know, particularly in the, you know, the second marriage or, or you know, uh, scenario where, where, you know, one or both spouses are bringing in you know their own estates and their own investments and things uh and if they've got different children and they're going to treat things different uh you know those those can definitely be useful but they do have to be done correctly or or they may not be worth the paper they're written on so there's a prenuptial agreement that's really well designed and really very well carried out help mm -hmm. at all with any estate planning issues with these second marriages um, yeah, I think I, th I think it can. Yeah, the, the the issue I run into a lot is they they you know to to do it properly, each spouse has to have their own separate attorneys. It all has to be documented. Uh, all assets have to be disclosed in writing. You know, so there's a lot to doing it and setting it up correctly. And uh, I find a, a a lot of couples just don't want to do that. You know, that yes, it could help but they really don't want to do the agreement and go through all that. And uh, would <laughs> kind of takes know, away from the nuptial, right? <laughs> you know, so, so they, uh, yeah, but, but it, it's absolutely. All right, before we get married, you're going to have your own attorney. Yeah. I'll have mine, and we're going to sit down. And but if they're not done correctly, if you don't, you know, cross your T's and dot your I's, uh, they can be challenged, you know, when, when somebody does try to raise it. So, so it is very important that they're, they're, they're done correctly. And on that, let's say one of the assets is a business and getting away from prenuptial agreements. But um, a business like an LLC, because that would be the, the most common form of business, I think, in, in Middle Tennessee. How is that passed on to beneficiaries? Because is it all what's in the LLC agreement, or is there have to put into your will? Like, how is that structured? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know that that's that is one one nice thing about an LLC. It's very flexible for estate planning and and, and uh, you know transfer. Uh, so for example, there's an entity that that you know that that people use a lot called a S corporation. You know, and those can be much more problematic when you transfer ownership, you know, through inheritance uh, because they're they're governed by by tax law. And to qualify as S corporation status, they're all kind of technical requirements. And if you blow one, you can mess it all up. You really don't have those same issues, in, you know, in most cases with an LLC because they've been a pass through entity. You know, they they've basically been, you know, all the taxation is passed through personally to to the owners. So uh, so you really uh, avoid all those issues, uh, uh, and. You know, they, they can pass through a will. Uh, they, they may be owned by a trust and pass through a trust. Um, Do you designate that in your will? Yeah, you can. Uh, what I've done... Uh, or they just become part of your probate estate. Yeah, so what, what I've done, uh, basically, to uh, uh, sometimes keep it out of probate estate, is I've used a, a POD, a pay-on-death designation, which you can set up in your entity. 
Uh, there's a Tennessee statute that allows you to do that, hmm. and uh, and I will name the beneficiary. And, and if we have a trust, you know, sometimes the trust is the beneficiary, uh, and, and that can be helpful too. Let's say you've got that's long, an amazing statute we have. Yeah, so you've got uh, let's say you have you know commercial loans that are tied into your LLC. Um, there may be some problems in dealing with those loans to 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 transfer ownership of that into a trust. And so, you know, just to get around that whole issue, you know, we, we may just do it as a pay on death so where you're still the owner, but we're we're just naming the beneficiary at your death. So uh, so that can be I've used that, you know, a number of times and it's you know, I've never had any problem with that. Uh, I recently it's uh, like a beneficiary you know, designation for your business. Yeah, you know, I, I recently had a, a title company fully accept it, and we transferred real estate after the person had died. So, so it, it, it it's uh, so that's a neat little tool, just a POD, just like you think about with a life insurance policy or a, you know a brokerage account or something. So I think people think yeah. estate planning. Think I'm going to update my retirement plan beneficiaries. I'm going to maybe do some joint account planning. And they kind of know where their personal assets are going to go in their will or trust, but they really don't know how their business is going to be distributed. But you have to do, got to add that in part of sure. the Sure, yeah, you just, you know, you got to look at everything. So, John Baker, estate planning attorney. Also, John, tell tell the listeners a little bit about some of the other areas you specialize in. Yeah, so again, we, we, you know, we're mainly estate planning and, and elder law and long-term care. Uh, you know, we also do, you know, estate administration, probates, and, you know, related areas of law. But that's our focus. We try not to uh, go outside of that very much. And, uh, you know, but within that, you know, we try to, you know, help people. So, John Baker, BakerCouncil.com, that local phone number, 615-896-5621. John, I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. Great to be here. All right. I'm going to close the show here in just a few minutes. Make sure you keep it locked in here, right here on WGNS. How much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134. Or visit my website, jasonqualscfp.com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Welcome back to the show. Appreciate you joining in today and every day. 
great last topic or two from John Baker. LLCs and real estate, definitely something that needs to be discussed more often here on Financial Coaching Radio because there are so many businesses, so many rental property owners, and it's part of financial planning. I know when you think of financial planning, your mind directly goes to retirement and investing, but that's just investment planning. That's just investment management. Financial planning is everything in your financial life. If you're looking to more, learn more about what I do, go to jasonqualscfp.com. That's jasonqualscfp.com. I am one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. If you're looking to catch the show anytime, any place, log on to financialcoachingradio.com. Click archives. There's a recent archives link. There's Spotify. There's iTunes. You can listen to the show multitudes of ways right there at financialcoachingradio.com. We're going to talk about topics on this show no one else is going to touch because we believe on this show you know to live on less than you make. We believe that you already know to stay out of consumer debt. So we're not going to baby step you to death. We're going to talk about real life financial planning topics and you can find all those at financialcoachingradio.com. All right, I'm out of here for today. I appreciate you listening. Keep it locked in. More local talk. The only place for local talk is WGNS. Keep it locked in. See you next time.